Established in 2020, the Authors Porch is a space for authors to share their literary works of art. Founded by C.J. Ives Lopez, the Authors Porch puts authors first and becomes a premier destination for all at every level in their careers. When you join the Authors Porch, we want you to think of us as a beacon of light, bringing you home to a porch where your family is waiting to usher you into your greatness. From live cast to podcast, blog posts, and most recently, the magazine, the Authors Porch brings promotional services and advice to authors to get their writing published. Whatever the issue, the Authors Porch connects writers with the service desire to create their dreams into reality. Hey everybody, welcome to the Authors Porch. We are super excited to be here. We have Richard Kaufman, the comeback coach with us tonight. How you doing, Rich? I'm doing amazing. Man, I am super excited. I've been uh, asking Rich to come on the show and share his greatness with us for quite a while, uh, but he is one busy gentleman. So we have a treat for us tonight. I want to give you guys a little bit of background on Richard before we get into this conversation that I've been dying to have with Richard. Um, so if you don't mind, Richard, I'm going to let everybody know the, the wonderful things that you do in your life. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. <laughs> Richard's like, just get on with this, EJ. <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Um, usually when I give everybody the rundown about the show, I always warn them that I'm completely goofy. I trip over my words. And sometimes I literally go blank on screen. So uh, there you go. There's there's a little bit more about me when I do the show. Well, that's okay. <clears throat> I have ADD and a traumatic brain injury, so it's great. It'll be perfect. Okay, great. I have the ADD, but not the TBI, so we're halfway. We're yeah. halfway alike. There we go. Okay, everybody. So, Richard, man, I've got this frog in my throat playing with me right now. Richard Kaufman probably served in the United States Army from 1986 to 1988 before a temporary break, and then he went on to serve in the Army National Guard from 1991 to 2012 before medically retiring after 20 three years of service you made it way longer than me i barely made it to 20 i, I 20 and i ran 20 years two months and 23 days i ran <laughs> i was like it was great but i had to go um i i was breaking down quicker than i wanted to so thank you so much for your service richard it we are better off for having you to have served our country richard supported multiple operations including operation enduring freedom he struggled with substance abuse, addiction, traumatic brain injury, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Recently, Rich celebrated 32 years of sobriety. Bravo. That is amazing. That is not a small feat for sure. Having overcome drug addiction, alcoholism, and homelessness, he now helps people struggling with depression or other mental health and or addiction-related issues. The community knows Rich as the comeback coach and author of A Hero's Journey from Darkness to Light. He also is the host of the eighth most listened to veteran podcast online, Success Your Why Powers Your How. Rich is married to his lovely wife, Michelle, and has three children, Sean 18, Liam 16, and Linda Lee 
eight. Wow. So I'll have to tell you, Rich, I actually made sure that I finished your book before we came on this podcast today. Now, I, I said I that when you read it, I, I know it sounds like a retard wrote it. No. And because I, I the way I wrote it, I actually, because I'm a, I'm a low-tech redneck, so I actually <laughs> wrote everything down on a yellow piece of paper. I didn't know that you could use your phone and talk into it. So... Uh, so that's why it came out the way it did. But at least it sounds like me. And you know, it's not some ghostwriter. No, you know, I'm going to tell you, it does not sound low tech. Um, I was reading it and I could feel every bit of it. Like I felt it. So thank you for writing that book because um, my sister struggled with substance abuse. She was an addict for over 25 years. And I seen the things that she had to go through and the life that she had to live and hearing your story just brought chills to me so many times because it was something that, you know, it's not easy to go through. And I liked the lessons that you had. You had little quotes and it was just these motivational things that let people know, look, you're not alone. Just, just keep on going. So when when did you decide to write this book? Well, before I do that, I just want to because I, I have, like I said, I have ADD and I got a, a TBI. No, go ahead. Uh, I sent the book to Robert Garcia and he's the one that said, you need to put bullet points at the end, a learning lesson. So it was all because of him. He, he chose the cover and he also helped um, make sure that I put bullet points at the end. So I give him all the credit for that. So just wanted to let that, let, him, let that be known. Yeah. If everyone doesn't know, um, I met Rich through, Robert Garcia, who is the Rob the Warrior strategist, Dr. Robert Garcia, he's an amazing business coach. He is a business strategist. Um, he's the reason why the author's porch is here, in all honesty. I came to him with, with an idea, which was not even the author's porch, and he helped me build all of this. So um, all kudos to him for the author's porch, for Rich's book, and uh, Rich... But in any time you want, we're here to have an organic conversation. That's what a conversation is. So don't ever say, you know, don't be like, oh, wait a minute. You know, don't don't feel bad if you got to jump in because we're just having we're just two vets having a conversation. And, you know, like I know when vets get together, we just literally talk over each other. It don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it was a great job. And I think that the way that it was put together, it it really touches your heart and it became a number one Amazon bestseller for in substance abuse category. Right. Yeah. Which I was really, really surprised. Um, I'm very grateful and, and, you know, honored that if, if it helps one person, then I think it was, it's all worth, it was worth it all. If it just saves one life, you know, like the, in the chapter, the last two chapters are, you know, what people think addiction looks like you know, and what it actually looks like and, yeah. you know, what depression looks like and not what you think it looks like. So I think those two chapters alone, you know, makes it worth the 99 cents for the book. That's, you know, because you never know, you never, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So, you know, if you have a, a kids, if you have, uh, you know, sons and daughters, they might be struggling with addiction or depression and you don't even know what it looks like. So if you pick this book up, it, it actually comes from my perspective as somebody that 
committed su attempted suicide Memorial Day 2012, and also mm -hmm. a person that's gone through addiction and as and is recovering from addiction. So it's it, that's what the whole book the premise is saving lives. Yeah, I think a lot of people will write a book or have this wonderful idea to tell people how to deal with addiction or how to deal with suicide and how to deal with depression and all the other stuff from a standpoint of they haven't been in the thick of it. Yeah. And the problem is, unless you've been down that road and the deepest, darkest parts of that road, you don't know how to dig yourself out. Yeah. Right. Like it said, you know, um, I always I say it a lot of my, my my podcast that, you know, when an adult acts out, it's usually because of trauma that happens between the ages of three and 13. You know, then you add alcohol to the mix most of the time, not all the time. Mm -hmm. Then you add war to the mix and it becomes a perfect storm. And nobody can tell you how to get out of the perfect storm unless somebody has been there before. Because, mm -hmm. you know, like us vets, you know, we won't talk to civilians, but. If two vets get together just meeting on a park bench and they'll talk each other's ears off for years. So mm. that's what, you know, that's where I think, you know, what, what I do is, you know, I, people can relate to me because they know that I'm being real and I'm not putting on any facade. And I really don't want anything from you. I just want you to live another day. Yeah. That's, I think that's one thing that everybody knows when they talk to you every single time, there isn't one fake bone in your body. Not a single one of them. Not even a smile. You're not even going to fake smile at nobody. <laughs> well, you know, because I've learned that, you know, you you know, once I became blind last August or whatever, well, not last January, and, you know, and and you have to be led everywhere and you have to be dri driven everywhere. Um, you get humbled real quick. So, you know, uh, yeah. when you learn how to, when you get, God, God will humble you until he, until he gets your ear. So he humbled me. Yeah. So now, you know, I am what I am. Pe Some people don't like me and I, and I'm okay with that. If you don't like me, you know, that's fine. I'm not your cup of tea, you know, so it is what it is. Yeah. And I find that amazing that when you say that some people don't like you, I think that what they don't like is parts of themselves that they can't live with based off of your honesty. And it's not even brutal honesty, because I think that you're genuinely a nice person. I've talked to you and been in rooms where you've been at. I don't think that you're even harsh. I think that you're just honest. And it's even nice honesty. I think that people can't live with parts of themselves. They're not ready to be honest with themselves. But I do want to ask you something really quick. What was the hardest part of the book to write? The hard, oh, there were some funny parts in it, obviously, you know, yeah. um, you know, but I think the hardest part is going back to people that I've hurt and then ask them mm -hmm. what their side of the story was. So a lot of it, you know, like I said, I talked about my friend Steve and my friend Rudy, which I actually got to meet up with Rudy for the first time in 30 years in Myrtle Beach for dinner. Um, wow. But, you know, I had to ask him, you know, was I really that big of an asshole? You know, uh, <laughs> you know, and a lot of times you're like, yeah, yeah, you were. But a lot of it was just, you know, pulling open scabs so I can finally heal. And, you know, yeah. and, and the hardest thing was when I wrote, started writing the book, 
I told my family, listen, I'm writing a book. And they're all like, wait a minute, am I in it? Am I in it? What are you saying about me? Like, yeah. It's not about you. It's not, I'm not writing anything bad about anybody. It's just my perspective. So I think that was the hardest thing was just having to ask my mom, you know, uh, what was, what was I like as a kid? You know, mm. you know, even though you were dealing with your addiction issues, how, how did you, you know, put food in our mouths, you know, being a single mom, being a nurse and working all those hours. So a lot of it was just trying to put it all together where it made sense, mm. but trying not to hurt anybody's feelings, except for one person I called out in the book, in the book, but you're going to have to find out which one it was. But, mm. And the funny thing is the person that I did call out in the book, we've actually made our amends and now we're good. We're tight. So. That's, that's awesome. We've got Bobby Mustard um, tuning in. She says, I don't want anything from you. I just want you to live another day. Well, look at that man stabbing me in my feels. <laughs> you got her, you got her. And I, and I, and I know her, uh, that that's my cousin. Um, her mother was actually taken from us in 2019 from a brutal attack. Um, and she's not somebody who, who gets, um, stabbed in the fields very easily. So for you to have touched her that way, that's big for her. Um, so where did you get the name, the comeback coach? It was all by uh, uh, some, somebody you might've heard of this guy named Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, when I was in the warrior transition unit, you know, a lot of people would go there and they would play cards and they would play, play poker, whatever. I started picking up books on self-improvement and, you know, books by Robert Kiyosaki and Sharon Lecter. And I kept hearing this guy named Gary Vaynerchuk. And I found out that his father owns a liquor store like 20 minutes from my house. So I called him up. I said, when's Gary going to be there? And he told me. So I actually got to go there and meet Gary and um, talk for about 10 or 15 minutes. And then I said, Gary, I said, I don't know what to write, you know, what to start a podcast about. He's like, well, you help people come back from injuries and mental health and all that. And you've coached people before. So you're the comeback coach. And I was like, bing, there it is. So he's the one that started the whole comeback coach thing. So Gary, love you, brother. That's awesome. And there's a lot of people out there that need to come back from the brinks of whatever they have been to. And I know what I, um, I found tears going down my face when I heard your story of coming back from the very brink of um, death itself, basically in the today I decide campaign that went out. Um, can you talk? A little bit about that. I, obviously, you know, not the whole story, but just something about that to let everyone know what that was about. And yeah. Well, what happened was, okay, I got hurt on duty. I became blind um, in one eye. And obviously in the military, if you can't see, you can't see, you can't shoot, can't shoot. We don't need you. Yep. So my goal, you know, after I, I got thrown out of the military the first time, got back in the second time and gave everything I could to the military, you know, winning soldier of the year. Um, I did everything I can to be the super soldier. And then when I got hurt and they finally um, told me that my service was no longer needed on September, on um, Memorial day, 2012, I didn't know who Richard was then, you know, okay. 
I'm not Sergeant Kaufman. Who am I? I have, you know, I, I didn't know who I was. And I went out in my truck and, uh, I called my wife and, uh, because I knew I was going to attempt suicide and I knew I was going to talk to her for the last time. Yeah. So I get in my car and, um, now my, my goal was to got a brand new truck. So I was, you know, it, it was going to roll out to hundred miles an hour. So I got in my truck and, uh, I planned the suicide and, uh, my, my, by the way, my nine-year-old daughter, now she's nine now, uh, saved my life. I, I, I say she saved my life, but, um, I got in the car and I was planning on, you know, um, put on a cruise control and close my eyes and turn on a radio and just hit a concrete barrier at hundred miles an hour got to 100 miles an hour, uh, turn on the cruise control, turn up the radio, um, and uh, just started listening to music. And uh, um, a song called, uh, it, it was, uh, and now knowing that I have a nine-month-old baby daughter at home, um, song by Clint Black King, concert, um, I Saw God Today. And... Mm -hmm. It hit me and I started crying and I jerked the wheel and I, uh, you know, brought, brought it down to a hundred, you know, from a hundred. Uh, I stopped on the side of the road and uh, I, I called my wife and said, I'll be right there. And when I got there, I said, uh, she still, you know, my wife still doesn't know about this whole attempted suicide. Um, and I got to there and I said, honey, I said, I said, I need help. I need serious mental help. Or I'm going to go home and eat my gun. So uh, the, the next day was Memorial Day. So that next Tuesday, I actually, it was the first day I uh, seen my therapist. And she's still my therapist 12 years later. And to get a, get a joke out of it, um, I don't remember if I wrote it in a book or not. But my doctor's mm -hmm. name is Dr. Seuss. Oh, my goodness. S-O-O-S. So when I called my wife, it's, you know, after my first time, and I said, I'm coming home. She's like, how did it go? I'm like, it was Okay. I'm like, you'll never guess who my therapist is. She's like, Dr. Seuss. She's like, you know what? Only you could have Dr. Seuss. <laughs> you know? That is true. That would only happen to the comeback coach. You know. But, you know, thank God you know, I've been seeing her for 12 years. That... There's no shame in having getting help. Yeah, that video aired at the Veteran uh, Social Summit. And when I watched it, obviously, I wasn't on camera. I was sitting there, you know, didn't have makeup on, sitting there by myself. And I watched it, and I just literally, the tears started flooding. Because you're so right. When when we leave the military, we lose our a lot of us, not everybody, but a lot of us lose our identity. Who are we? My identity was so tied into my uniform because I was 19. I had nothing when I left for the military. I had no body. And everything I was was the military. And when I retired, I thought I had it all figured out. I had a family. I had my kids. I was retiring. I made the choice. You know, mine was different than yours. I made the choice. And then it hit me that I was nobody and I didn't know who I was anymore. And then about three months after I retired is when it hit me and I laid in my bed for two weeks and I couldn't get out of bed. I was paralyzed. 
Now, I didn't want to die, but I didn't want to live. I didn't know. And I hadn't told anybody that. But when I watched your video and everyone knows that women, we it's okay. You know, we talk and, you know, it, it's socially acceptable for us to have issues or whatever. But when I watched your video, it was very powerful for me because men don't talk about these issues. Men don't cry. Men don't come out of their shell and let us see the rawness, but yet they go through the same exact things. Well, you know, when I, when I was growing up and as, as I wrote in the book, I mean, there was many times when I would just go in my closet when I was seven or eight years old and sit there for, for hours at a time and just cry. So for, for me, crying was nothing until I hit the military and I became a Billy badass and I haven't really cried until I wrote the book. Yeah. And when I, that's when it came out to be like, it's okay. You know, it's okay to be vulnerable because um, people need to hear people that are vulnerable. You know, not everybody is on camera all the time, up 100% of the time, always motivated, always, you know, looking good. You know, sometimes it's okay to, to come out with your hair all messed up and say, listen, guys, I'm having a shitty day. And that's when people, you know, they, they'll, they got your back. And that's when you know that you're being real is when people know, all right, Rich is having a bad day. Uh, we got his back. But we know when I have, when I'm having a bad day, I know Rich got my back. Yeah. It's just don't stay there. Yeah. And that's what your book said. That's what your book is about. It's about, okay, I'm having a bad day, but I'm not going to stay here. And that's why I thoroughly enjoyed reading it because it wasn't all about just the doom and gloom. It was okay. We had a bad day. How are we going to move on from here? And that was the the genius, I believe, about the book was, the, okay, where are we going now? How are we going to move from here? And that was the little snippets throughout the book. It was it was what you said, a teaching book. So now let's talk about you have you have two podcasts, right? The success powers your why and the vertical momentum. Momentum well, was, um, like I said, I'm a low tech redneck, so uh, <laughs> I depended on. Anchor to get all my podcasts everywhere. Little did I know, 250 episodes in uh, um, would not allow me on there. So I had to start a new podcast. So that's when I started Vertical Momentum Podcast. So now we're on iTunes. We're everywhere. So all I'm doing now is success is still um, available, but now I'm just releasing one episode a week for Throwback Thursdays. So, mm-hmm. But all the new recordings are going on vertical momentum. So Anchor only lets you have so many podcasts? No, it, it was, I never thought about it. But when you when you have 250 episodes, I think it's too much for them to, to put on their, uh, for them to upload 250 episodes. Oh, totally understand. Yeah. Then I was like, all right. Let me just start something new that's guaranteed to get an Apple. So that's what. <laughs> I, but now we're, we're now we're everywhere on Apple, I do, Pond, Pandora, I everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are killing it with that podcast. And what what is that one about? Is it the same as the? No, because when I when I did success, your why powers your how. It was vet, very veteran centric, but now it's become i've interviewed you know it's more it's still veteran centric but it's also 
people, first responders. And it's really for anybody. But now I'm interviewing people that have, you know, major success. Like the guy I just interviewed um, last week, he's actually in our tribe, by the way, okay. uh, John Lee Dumas. And, you know, he gets a million downloads a month. And he, he said he'd come on my show. So this way I'm getting more higher, you know, people, echelon people to tell their stories mm-hmm. and to give you hope. You know, and that's what it's all about, hope. But, you know, for me, I had to find out who my avatar was. And mm-hmm. and that just happened late uh, recently. So now it's just uh, trying to let people know if I want to start a business. All right. This is what you got to do. If I want if I want if I need help marketing, then listen to the marketing episode. If, if I need per- help writing a book, when CJ decides to come on the show, hint, hint. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, any, there's something for everybody. And it's, and that's why I figured it, it was a little bit more. Um, now I have everybody comes on the show. So it's a little it's a little bit for everybody. Yeah. Well, when we had our like our conversation, because I said, hey, I want to have you come on the show. Let's talk. And um, and we were talking about it. You were like, yeah, I'm doing this. What is it? Six, seven days a week. You're you're yeah. talking to people. I was like, wow, Rich, I need to pick up my game. Like, I seriously need to get in on this because <laughs> I'm like, because I'm, I'm I'm a disabled. I'm disabled. Yeah. Uh, this is what I do full time. Yeah. So it's kind of it's not like a lot of people have jobs and have careers. This is, you know, after I went blind, I decided, well, this is this is where this is where I'm going to be going. So it's what yeah. I do for for a full time job. So for you, you have other things going on. Mm, man. So let me ask you is what and I I love your podcast, by the way. I absolutely love what you're doing. Um I think that as tongue-tied as I am and as frog in my throat that I get, I think if I did it six days a week, I probably wouldn't have a voice. And I I don't know if I could get on your level. I'm not even going to lie. Um, but I want to know because books is my thing. <laughs> Me too. You know, I'm, I'm a, if you read my book, obviously you read the book, but I'm a ninth grade dropout. But now I've read almost almost now at 6,000 books. So I'm a book freak. I mean, my, I have my, I got a stack that I, that I read every single day, which is like, I think it's like 10 books that, that I read every single day. And my, my daughter's just like, you really read all that? I'm like, yeah, it's my, it's something that I, it's my passion. Books are my passion. So we have um, <clears throat> Ralph Ave here, beautiful folks right here. Love you both. Love you, Ralph. Love you, brother. His 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 episode is coming out. Truly, so, I love that guy. He's awesome. He's um he's working with my son right now with a resume because my son's graduating college this year. So I was I was like Ralph, I yeah. need you. <laughs> so let me tell you a funny story about books. I watched documentary <clears throat> documentary on why am I forgetting his name? Bill Gates. Every day, Bill Gates, um, PA, personal assistant, takes a bag and fills it with books for Bill Gates to read based off of a list that he sends her. And he takes those books and he's carrying this bag full of books everywhere he goes based on the meetings that he's going to have for that day, the free time that he has, and he wants to read. So I work from home. 
but I'm carrying it as after I watch that documentary, I'm carrying my books with me now in a bag, even in my house now after that documentary. And I know that sounds goofy, but for me, it reminds me to constantly keep reading. So I've got Think and Grow Rich. I've got uh, 75 Hard by Anna Frazella. I've got Understanding How to Make Comics because next year I'm hoping to release my comic book if possible and a couple other books in my Kindle just in case I'm like, okay, I want to read something else because I'm, I'm ADD brain. But yeah, but I have not read 6,000 books, so I better pick up my game. <laughs> and when, when I do my hour and a half cardio every morning, I actually got, um, when I started start seeing a little bit, still couldn't read. So I, I got, um, oh, what is it? Audible. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm listening to like, you know, it depends on the book. Like, I think I've read, I think, 12 books in the last three weeks or listening That's to cool. books in the last three weeks. So I'm, I'm getting filled with a knowledge. But guys, if you're out there and if you love to read and if you're into self-development, make sure you're just not reading the book. Act upon it. Yes. Do what it says in the book. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or else it's, you're just reading words and you're not really changing lives. You're, you're Absolutely. And Audible is a great way. Um, authors, get on Audible if you can. You, you know, you don't have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars. Get on Audible because there are so many people out there that want to discover your book, but you are missing a whole demographic if you're not on Audible. So, Richard, are you going to write another book? That's the question. Well, somebody got in my ear. Because, you know, I've interviewed, like I said, I have 360 interviews already. And some of them are like really amazing, game changing, you know, authors like Ryan Hendrickson um, has an, had an amazing book where he actually uh, was deployed nine times, had his foot almost blown off. And oh, then really? and within a year, he was back in country in battle. So I want I'm thinking about getting a, you know, maybe. A fifth, get the 50 best interviews and and make it a, a book of the 50 best interviews that I know. Yeah. That would be an amazing book. You know, it all goes, whatever money we make is always going to go go to help uh, veterans or first responders that are struggling with mental health issues. I love that about what you do is all of your, your proceeds do go to nonprofit organizations to help people. Yeah, but right now we're actually working with Project Die Hard. Um, that's where that's where all the money's going to Brian Gibson and his his outreach program. Yes, yes. You know, I I had a great conversation with uh, Brian. I I reached out to him and I said, let's get on a call. Um, I can't believe that this house isn't built. I can't believe this facility isn't built. And I talked to him for about 20, 30 minutes. Um, when I found out he was a uh, medic in infantry and my husband's ex-infantry. And we just talked for about 20, 30 minutes. And I only raised about $50 through my Facebook. Um, but I wanted to talk to some folks to find out how we can reword some of the, you know, just some things to help. And I see that Jose um, um, is their coffee supplier for the facility. I mean. Third day coffee, Seguin. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm just going to throw, you're the first one that's going to hear about this. Vertical Momentum Coffee's coming out. It's coming really? soon, and it's, but it's going to be, it's not the coffee that your mama drinks. It's going to be high-octane coffee. 
That's the best. So that'll be coming out soon. Coffee flavored coffee that puts hair on your chest. That's yep. the best. And it's about it's it's uh, from Jose. So we're partnering with Jose. Yeah, his coffee is great. Another another veteran organization that I support and has got a godly mission. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a I talked to him. I think last week I I sat on a video call with him. We had a great conversation. He's amazing. He is. He. He's, I don't know how, I, I tell all you guys, I have no idea how you're still standing up or when you ever sleep. Like, I go to bed at 7 p.m. I think I might need to change my schedule because maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not giving it enough or something here. Well, my, um, my wife, she works from home and she, she has a very high pressure job. So mm -hmm. she usually works from like 7 in the morning to sometimes 10 at night. So whenever she works, I'm putting in the work. Wow. But, but then when we vacation, we vacation. You know? Man. Yeah, I haven't been on vacation since 2018. So maybe that's well, maybe that's wait for 10 days because we dropped my son off at college in, in Coastal Carolina yes. University. And we, we stay for a week with my parents and, and kind of refresh. And, and that's the time that I use a lot of that time to refresh and, you know, uh, reset my goals. But yeah. a lot of pictures and I and I use those pictures over the year to put posts out on social media. That's cool. So if you had any advice that you would have for any veteran or someone that wanted to write their story, like their inner workings of their life that they've been through, kind of like you did, what would that advice be? Just do it. Um, you know, like Nike says, you know, just do it. And because you know, I was feeling down and out today for some reason. I don't know why, but somebody text messaged me and he said, you know, you might be the re only reason that somebody's alive today. Mm. So maybe your story needs to be told. Everybody has a story and everybody's story needs to be told. And maybe you'll save somebody else's life. That's so true. What upcoming projects do you have, Rich? Uh, what do I got? Uh, we gave us some of them. The coffee. <laughs> um, the podcast is doing really, really well. Looking for sponsors. So if you know anybody wants to sponsor the show, um, we have an outreach of up to 1.4 million people. So definitely mm -hmm. reach out. Um, and it, hopefully I'm going to be getting involved in more um, organizations, irreverent warriors, starting to do some marches with them and rucks. So I just want to start getting involved more and in, into the, now that I'm able to see, I'm able to drive a little bit. So now I can get out and, and start being a little bit hands-on and hopefully start hitting some stages and, and talking to people. That's my, that's my next goal is to hit, hit a lot more stages and do my public speaking. There you go. That's awesome. Where can people reach you? Well, one thing Gary Vaynerchuk taught me, you know, when he says, if you want to, if you don't have money and you want to, you know, be able to market yourself, make yourself a hashtag. So if somebody wants to find out whatever I'm doing, they can go to either hashtag vertical momentum or hashtag the comeback coach, and it'll come up on all my social media. There you go. And it's free, 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 free. <laughs> That's so true. That is so true. People don't realize, man, they need to get in touch with Tammy girl. Tammy, Tammy girl. I was with her last Tuesday. We did a, we did an episode on resilience. Yeah, she understands those hashtags, and you need your own hashtag. And Rich has those hashtags 
And you can find out the comeback coach, hashtag the comeback coach, hashtag vertical momentum. You will find Richard. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Richard, for any last words before we head out and you go do your thing because you got some of the big coming up right after this. The only thing I have to say is, guys, the three most important words in the English language are today I decide. You do not have to be the same person tonight when you go to bed is the same person that woke up this morning. It's up to you to make a decision. You can change your whole life in one decision. So just make that one decision today. Decide that you want to live a better life, that you want that you want to live the life that God designed for you. Amen. Today I decide. Powerful, Richard. Powerful. Thank you so much for being here with us tonight, Richard. I am extremely humbled and honored for you to be here. Don't forget to come back and join us on the porch to find your new favorite read, your new favorite author. Check the blog, read the magazine. We are here all week, every week, even my little dog in the back. Where's my finger going? He's, he's back here. He's over there all the time. Check out our website for the author services that we provide with some new services coming up soon for authors at every level in their career. Until next time, my friends, I'm CJ This is Richard Kaufman, the comeback coach and the host of Vertical Momentum. We will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye, Richard. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.